You're listening to the Amplify Podcast, where we discuss topics related to being a student here at the University of Michigan. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and on TikTok at AmplifyUMich. And subscribe to the Optimize YouTube channel to stay up to date on all episodes of the Amplify Podcast. Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Amplify Podcast, where we'll be revisiting a topic many of you expressed wanting to hear more about, mental health. We'll be diving right into the fields, discussing some of the pressures and challenges of being a student at UMich, advice about taking care of yourself, and resources for support on campus and beyond. As always, I'm Elias. And I'm June. But joining us today are some more wonderful faces, three of our peers, Mike Mishak, Jacob Foster, and you might remember him from our classes in episode, Dallas Nikki Henry. <laughs> so why don't you guys just tell us a little bit more about yourselves? Yeah. So, hi everyone. Um, I'm Mike. I'm from Saline, Michigan, and I am a third year computer science student through the College of Engineering. So I get that cool little engineering on the back. Um, oh yeah, the resume people love that. Um, and I have been with Optimize since my freshman year. Uh, last year I was the first tech ops lead, which is like doing some you know, computer stuff. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> and now I'm just a member of the leadership team. And I'm Jacob Foster. I am from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I transferred from Grand Rapids Community College. I am a, a fourth year <laughs> student. I am a psychology and anthropology student, and I work for the Transfer Student Center as a Transfer Bridges Ambassador and a Transfer Recruitment Intern. Hello again, everyone. My name is Dallas McGee Henry uh, from Detroit, Michigan. Um, I'm a recent grad. Yes. Uh, this is graduated. Dallas Yeah. In December from uh, University of Michigan. I was a film major, or I am a film major. I'm still trying to get used to saying what I was slash am doing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm a film major. Uh, but still continue my work here in Optimize on the community partnerships field and also in other different areas. But I'm also continuing work in student recruitment and then transfer student center, but also helping the marketing team market transfer students better on campus. Um, but I'm glad to be back. Thank you for having me back. Of course. So thank you guys for being here. Uh, Elias and I have actually shared a lot of what our experience were like was like transferring to UMish and the roller coaster of emotions that came with it in our previous episode about mental health. Um, and so we really wanted to hear from our guests, what was it like your first semester at UMish? Well, my first semester was also kind of a roller coaster. I transferred in 2020. Um, so that already says a lot. Um, <laughs> came in January 2020. I was only here for two and a half months before I had to go right back home. Um, I've been a commuter student, I'm always a commuter student, so the first semester coming into the school, uh, definitely couldn't find any housing, but it was kind of like my lowest priority as uh, when applications were coming around, I think I was really focused on was getting in, and then once I got in, I was just worried about the orientations, the tours, and actually knowing about things on campus. Um, and when I went to my first transfer student um, seminar, I think it was the transfer student days we were doing here at the university, and. Uh, got a tour of campus, saw some teachers, saw some buildings, and a um, few other things. But I always say, like, that didn't prepare me enough for the first day when I stepped off the bus and I was on campus um, because campus life was already immensely different from uh, community college life. Um, and I remember I was in my ancient Greek class, and it was my first class that semester. And right after 
class, my teacher said we had a quiz the next day. I'm like, well, this already picked up. Like, <laughs> we already have a quiz. And I need to know all of my ancient Greek letters. Um, I need to know the diphthongs and I need to know the rules with pairings of certain letters. Okay, I guess this is easy, but it, everything started to pick up very quick. Um, on top of me not even really having known a lot of people here at the university, um, I had to also witness a lot of friends at other universities uh, who went to my community college still have like bonds because they went to colleges together. Um, so a lot of the experience was like super lonely uh, when I first transferred in. And I know the first, after the first month, I checked myself into the CAPS office to talk to a, um, one of the therapists up there or counselors, I guess you should say, because I was just not having it. I went to a few office hours and talked to a few teachers mm -hmm. and um, they all advised that I have went to the CAPS because uh, that first month already hit super hard, but then just not even knowing what was coming around the corner with COVID that it also just made things completely difficult. Um, the first semester was was a lot to handle for me. Yeah, my my first semester was a little bit different because I transferred in the fall of 2020. So I, I did like the back half of my community college, um, or I guess the back half of the last semester of community college uh, online. And I feel like that initial transition to online was like, incredibly rocky from I think everybody's perspective and my community college uh, really took the uh, at least the courses I was in took the the stance of like easier for students and take it easier on, on students than, than the harder route um, and so that was kind of weird coming into Michigan fully online in fall of 2020 where I feel like it was very intense uh, I felt like I had more things thrown at me than I had ever had. I was taking 17 credits, so like it, it was probably symptomatic of that. Um, but it was incredibly intense, and everyone I talked to said how incredibly intense it was as well. And I'll say, like even compared to this semester now, which is like two years later, uh, it's it's pretty different. Um, it's it's not as hard as it was that first semester. Part of that is my my own personal adjustments, but that that first semester, I think the hardest part for me was like maintaining some kind of like social connection with people. And really, like the only way that I was able to do it, and I did make friends, is um, like awkwardly messaging people on GroupMe. Uh, GroupMe is like a <laughs> yes, it's like a really popular uh, like text chat here. A lot of your classes have it, and like. I don't know, classmates who just seem like kind of funny or like willing to have a conversation. I just be like, hey, I know it's kind of like hard to go anywhere right now, but do you want to like order coffee and then go sit in the law quad? Um, I spent a lot of time in the law quad because I liked looking at the trees and I didn't really know Ann Arbor very well. So I was like, well, there's trees here and really beautiful buildings. So I spent a lot of time there and I made a couple of like really close friends. I wasn't able to like make a wide net of friends, but because I just like, Kind of put myself out there was able to make like some friends and so i would say like looking back on that first semester i had an overall positive experience um i think it was tough going through it at the time but like overall it was a pretty positive experience nice my first semester was like probably the second worst semester i've ever had at this university <laughs> <laughs> um it was fall 2019 so it was right, the, the only semester before, um, 
I guess not the only semester, but the last semester before COVID existed. Um, and I came in like with my world domination plans, pretty much. <laughs> like high school, high school yes. felt like a breeze. I felt like everything was going just up. Like I was on a continuous, you know, I was on the roller coaster and we were going still straight peaking, up. Still yeah. peaking. <laughs> still peaking so hard. Um, and um, I also came from, um, I finished out my high school at Eastern Michigan University. So I hadn't been taking any high school classes. And because I was taking all these college classes, I was like, I know what college is like. This is not going to be that bad. Like the teachers want you to succeed. Uh, it's, uh, right. you know, the people, yeah. people in your classes are so much, so supportive and like not super competitive all the time. Um, <laughs> and I got here and pretty much all of my preconceptions got turned on their head immediately. Um, where all of these things that I thought I understood about what college was going to be just not beyond not even being true were actually the opposite of what I thought they were going to be. Um, I also came in with a long-term girlfriend and I, she was still finishing out her, um, it was her last year in high school. So I would go back on weekends to see her. Um, and I lived in Bates. I keep saying, and there's a lot of ands. In this story. <laughs> I lived in Bates. If anyone uh, knows where that is, it is like considered the consensus worst social uh, dorm. Um, everyone just kind of stays in their rooms. There's, you know, people don't really hang out at Bates. <laughs> where so, is Bates at? Where is it that is, located? It is North Campus, past Bursley. Okay. Mm. Um, it is the very last bus stop on the Bursley base. So it's like as but far away yes. from campus, yeah. like the furthest point on campus. No, I remember one of my finals um, that semester was at 8 a.m. And the bus didn't start going to Bates until like 9. So we had to walk in like 10 degree weather down to Pierpont for the bus to actually pick us up. It was hilarious. Um, anyway. <laughs> so essentially what all that culminated to is I was spending time with my girlfriend. I didn't really meet new people. I was trying to process all of these different new, this new world that I was thrown into that was so different than what I expected it to be. Um, and it was really difficult. As soon as I started to feel like I hit my stride the next semester, everything went online. Um, so in, in that time, I really depended on myself a lot. I thought that I would just be able to figure it out by myself. Um, and I obviously depended on you know my girlfriend a lot and in those relationships. But it wasn't until a lot later that I was able to like actually start moving into um, things like CAPS or um, getting my own therapist and being able to talk about this stuff uh, in, a, in a more healthy and like managing kind of my own expectations of what, of where I was going, what I was doing and, and trying to, because I really I came in and I had to refigure out what my life was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, it was certainly an adventure that, um, you know, to some degree, is always ongoing, but... So, like, everyone so far has kind of hit on this idea of, like, relationships and kind of bringing relationships either from where you were before or, like, making new ones. I'm curious, because, like, I know, like, from uh, the high school perspective, usually the story is you have all these friends in high school, you come to uh, university, you lose all those friends, and you make new ones. But, like, at a community college, it's a little bit different, because you are an adult, and you are making these adult connections with people. But since the virtue of like going to different places, you don't necessarily keep up with all those contacts. So I guess I'm curious to see, like, you mentioned your girlfriend, Mike, um, and Dallas, you mentioned all these other friends that you've had uh, that went off to different institutions. 
like how strong do you think those connections are now? Um, I feel like I still have some pretty good. I keep a small circle to begin with. Um, I don't know if I don't like people because I actually think I really like people, but I also get very fed up with people very fast uh, sometimes. Uh, and I just know where to, I don't know, like place someone um, when they enter my life. Um, and then like you can move up the ladder and you can move down the ladder. But um, some people... You've been demoted. <laughs> <laughs> right, like after I, I see certain characteristics, I'm like, okay, you will, will be in this zone you probably won't be all the way up here and that's okay um i know a, a lot of my friends i am close with but in 2020 a lot of those friendships were uh up to question even in some in 2021 like i don't know maybe not but um it's definitely some people who i've lost along the way but i have learned to just uh, let go because i have a once i have a problem with letting go um but sometimes I do have a problem letting go because I do get attached very fast to people. And then also when I was going to therapy and I should get back into therapy, my therapist said, he almost, he asked me if I was OCD because I obsess about a lot of things. And I didn't even really like notice that I actually do obsess about some of the smallest things in life. Um, so uh, I'm working on it. I still obsess about a lot, but I don't obsess about a lot of the things that I used to, but I used to really obsess about a lot of my friendships. But it's a work in progress. I'm getting better. Yeah. Oh, it's me. Um, I was <laughs> sure growing up. Um, I have always been a notoriously bad communicator, and just throughout a various like how my life has ended up, I have had a lot of places in my life where I've like started something new, and it completely removed me from the entire peer group that I originally had. So I've had like three or four That's situations in my life where I've basically had a group of friends and then like a week later i never talked to them again yeah. <laughs> um i'm bad with and, it. yeah I'm, I'm getting better at it i'm getting a lot better at it now that i'm you know grown up and can think to work on these things um yeah. but um coming into college i i've texted a few friends from high school and every once in a while i check in with um my ex who is currently in Amsterdam, I think, studying abroad. Just, actually, just to throw that out there, huge kudos to the people who realized that this semester you would actually be able to study abroad. I keep thinking about that. What a racket that was. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's crazy. But um, yeah, I, I don't think I have any super close connections that I still keep um, from before college at this point. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have kind of a different experience um, with that. And um, Part of that is like I, I grew a really, really strong friend group in my early 20s, and I'm, I'm 26 now. Um, so I maybe have a little bit of a different experience with that because they're not like inherently high school friends. Some of them are from high school, um, and they weren't like a part of my community college community per se. Um, but I've, I've maintained those really close friendships, and part of it is like, I've, I've given these people information about myself that helps me maintain those friendships. And I would say like that involves, because I suffer from depression and like I deal with a lot of that, part of my depressive self, self-isolates a lot. Um, I, I am often really bad about communicating, like you were talking about Mike, like I, I will just like fall off the face of the earth. Um, I think that, you know, June and Dallas are close friends of mine, I would say outside of 
um, this and like, I sometimes just fall off the face of the earth and don't talk to you guys for like months. Um, and it, it really is like something that I struggle with and work with, but like the people around me understand that like, this is just like a part of who I am. Um, and I think that that's allowed me to maintain those close friendships. Um, Cause when it, when it counts, like I'm there and when it counts, like they're there. Um, so that, that's a big piece of it. And I would say like, Elias, you were talking about like the community college community and like those yeah. bonds. Um, I'd say one of the things about that, that like, isn't about keeping the close bonds, but about like making bonds here is I actually like didn't know June. We went to the same community college. We were in really similar programs, but like we created a bond because we went there. Um, and so like making friends at college is really about like finding one thing that you guys like can bond over and like you can grow over that or you can separate afterwards. Like it's not a huge deal for that too. Not every relationship works out. Um, and so like, you know, we shared that bond and like that, we hung out over the summer in Grand Rapids actually, which was mm -hmm. great. Um, but I, yeah, I funny thing is we realized we, we had both moved back to Grand Rapids for the year because all classes were online for the whole year. And then we were talking and we met through a class. We realized we were both working for transfer facing organizations just by chance. Yeah. And then we realized we were actually living like two blocks, like a couple of blocks away from each other. Yeah. We're like, Hey, do you want to go get food or like coffee sometime? Um, even though we had actually been going to the same institution, GRCC for years and just never crossed paths there and didn't actually cross paths until you know we were both here but yeah I agree with you on that yeah like one of the things I'll say like Mike I totally understand where you're coming from like I have such a bad problem with like going to different places or going through different phases of my life and building out like friend groups and friend networks and then like something will change in my life or I'll be headed in a new direction and then just I no longer feel like I can click with the, that same like cast of characters in my life anymore yeah and like it just like kind of gets to this point where um i don't know you just move on move to find new people but like every now and then i get feel from like those old parts of my life like call me out and be like hey let's go out let's do stuff and like like i found that like those people like making time for them especially because those are the people who, you know are invested who do care about you who do want to make, make time for you um, while that for me that's really hard to do it's something that like I've been trying to get better at yeah I mean I, I you guys talk about that and like you mm -hmm. I, I feel this frame like it's like it's a negative thing but really like there's nothing wrong with that like yeah you know people come in and out of your life all the time and like I've experienced that to be like some of the most positive things in my life like Mike and I are gonna go rock climbing now we met today and, like, <laughs> we're, gonna go, we're gonna go rock climbing it's together so, like, you know it's it's just like and, and maybe we'll go once and like never talk again. I hope, I hope not. Like, I hope we continue to climb together. But like, people come in and out of your life, and I think that's like totally fine. Yeah, it is a good way to look at it. Like, my uncle always had this analogy of like a train. Like, people get on and off the train at different stops, but like ultimately the train is still like moving forward mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And like, it's more about just enjoying the time you have on the train with people rather than like, I guess fretting over what could have been or what's going to be or any of that sort of stuff. So yeah, I guess I see where you're coming from with that. And I, I also think just, you know, as I've gone through years and years, it's like I've met more people that I legitimately want to reach out to more and it's that it's easier to maintain a friendship with. You know, I like you just you meet people who are more similar to you, who have more things in common with you. It's 
it's an ever-evolving process, you know. Damn, you yeah. become friends with people in high school because, like, you go yeah, to the same exactly. high school. You kind of have to. Like, you're in the, you sit next to each other in class. Yes, but, like, <laughs> there's 40,000 people here. Like, you yeah. become friends with people here because you have things in common. Mm-hmm. Like, about yourself. Like, it's not just like, oh, we both go to Granville High School or Saline High School or, yeah. like, where, wherever we all went to high school. Like, that's and, really the reason that you have high school friends. I think especially yeah. now with how, like, up in the air everything still kind of is, it's when you're when you have the same interest and you're in the same like clubs or in the same kind of spheres of things going on it's so much easier to meet people in those areas mm-hmm. than it is to just like talk to someone next to you in class yeah, yeah <laughs> especially I mean, like, as a computer science student yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you and me like we met through optimized through this podcast really and like now we live together and like all of our roommates are all people that work in Optimize and like we're all pretty close. Like being in those like niches on campus, I feel like it's really important to kind of like not only like make your own home, but like find other people you can like really chill with and buy with. Yeah. I want to add to that too, that actually finding Optimize really just revolutionized my social life on campus because kind of similar to what you guys were saying I had my old friends and shout out to my old friends because honestly I uh I grew up in Grand Rapids and I still have quite a few friends from high school who I talk to on a regular basis um and I think when I came to U of M as a non-traditional student, I ha- was so close with so many of these people for so many years that meeting all new people in a completely new environment was really intimidating for me and also, you know, ended up being really isolating because I felt I felt a little out of place. I was older. I just turned 29 this week, so I felt a little like how do I how do I make a friend with a 20-year-old, you know? It just <laughs> it felt strange and um that made it really hard, but then when I found Optimize and started getting being able to go to events and hanging out with people and suddenly I had friends and now I'm have these roommates and now I know you guys and you know, and it just really changed things. So just for our listeners, you know, for one, come to the Optimize office and like hang out. Absolutely. People are oh, yeah. here a lot and are willing to hang out and talk. Um, but even beyond that, just be willing to put yourself out there a little bit and you'll never know how many people are also doing that exact same thing because they might feel just like you do and feeling kind of isolated and lonely and they're just looking for those people too to connect with so but you have to leave your house (laughs) and like really put yourself out there because if you just do what i was doing for the first semester which was going to class and then going home and not ever Mm -hmm. going anywhere on campus not really reaching out to people you know as you said jacob like just yeah maybe being that a little bit awkward and being like hitting up that group chat from your class or you know reaching out to people or you know putting yourself on campus um it might be a little uncomfortable at first for sure but you never know who you might meet along the way yeah and i'll say like to add on to that like um putting yourself outside of your comfort zone especially at like a big university like this is super important to meet new people absolutely like like, I bet like, you guys can, like, attest to this. Like, in community college, you don't have that many people in your class. And usually, like, there's some dead air before the class. So, like, you can, yeah. like, talk to someone for, like, a little bit and kind of get to know them. And then from there, you can develop a friendship with them. You don't, like, when you come to, like, the big lecture halls, no one wants to talk to anybody. Like, no. everyone is just sitting there, like, on their phone, in their own little space. Like, 
And if you do like start up a conversation, like sometimes I can like end pretty well, but oftentimes like it's people are just kind of like tired, just there to get like through the class. So like, it's a very different like uh, mindset that a lot of people find themselves in. I find a piece of advice that I always give, like like I mentor students uh, both like at community colleges and on campus. And one of the things that I always tell my students, because friends is like the biggest thing that people worry about. And I'm like, honestly, if you are putting yourself forward and like making friends with people and like trying to make friends with people and you feel like someone is like denying that friendship or like doesn't really want to be friends with you, like that's not really the kind of person that you want to be friends with anyways. And so like, don't waste your energy. Yeah, lots um, of other options. Yeah, don't don't take it personally. Like, yeah. you know, you can't be friends with everybody in the same way that everybody can't be friends with you. Um, and I don't think it's ever personal when someone doesn't want to be your friend. Like, some people just don't vibe with you, or they have too many connections to keep up with themselves. Like, it's it's nothing personal. And like, just put yourself out there to another group, and like, you you find somebody. Um, I, I see on the subreddit all the time, people are like, how do you make friends? Like, all the time. Yeah. I I just want, kind of wanted to throw out there to see what people um, thought about the, kind of the difference of getting yourself out there and, and putting yourself in these uncomfortable situations in the winter as compared to the fall. Because at least in my experience, I found getting yourself out there in the winter to be not only harder just physically, but so much harder emotionally and just where you're at when like the sun goes away for months at a time. I would say it's a few different factors um, with the winter that makes it a little bit harder, especially considering the amount of connections that I made. Because I've only actually been a student on campus for two semesters, and it was a winter semester and a fall semester, and they were both drastically different semesters. But I think it was a few different factors in both of those. But anyway, diving into the winter, um, one, it's cold outside. So when I'm, <laughs> when I'm outside after class, it's like, going to the next class, going to this building, you know? I feel like in the fall, when, it, uh, you know, after class, you know, you stroll through the diag and see what's happening in diag or see what's happening because it's some outdoor things happening. And like, I feel like more like recruitment kind of opportunities. And um, I don't know, just, it's more like campus a little bit, this is a little bit more live in the fall semester. Well, but I think campus is just a little bit more live when it's um, warmer outside, but also, um, Seasonal depression really just kicks in sometimes. Yeah. And um, especially like seasonal depression in like third week of class. Um, the people are just like really stuck in like their ways. They don't really get out this like bubble, I feel. Um, versus, I don't know, when you know, you get that vitamin D from the natural source, and then you're outside and you're just making these natural connections and these natural things happening. Um, I don't know, I just feel like there's more opportunities because also like more things actually start up in the fall than versus in the winter. Well, we're, well, I think in the winter semester, things do kind of like start up, um, but like things that are like semester long, I feel like more of those things start, of course, start up in the fall. Yeah. And I feel like just recruitment for different clubs happen more, but also a lot of people coming from break, they're just a little bit more social after three months than they are after three weeks. So um, I don't know, I feel like, study this if I wanted to, but I, I feel like it's definitely uh, a different type of transition when you transition socially somewhere, well, especially at the University of Michigan in the winter versus the fall. Right. So we've talked a little bit about like what it's like to come to campus, meet new people, what it's like to leave where you came from and leave those uh, connections behind. Mm -hmm. So I guess what I'm interested in hearing from you all is what connections on campus um, 
or just like in Ann Arbor or beyond, have you been using to like take care of your mental health? Now that can be like caps, like you mentioned Dallas, or like on university like uh, uh, avenues, or it can be clubs, it can be just like friends you have, family, or just like some other thing, just like anything in general. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I will first of all say that I think a lot of the um, university provided resources mean really well. Um, I, I would say if they don't work for you, uh, recognize that, that you're kind of in the majority there. Um, it's, it's not always the most wonderful. I've done wellness coaching. I think that that's like a helpful thing that's offered through like CAPS and Wolverine Wellness. Um, my CAPS experience wasn't great. I have a therapist and that's a great experience. There are just limitations to what um, the university can give you mental health wise. Um, the community groups are really a lot more valuable. And for me, I think that my, my friends around campus and like building those friend structures is really important. Um, that, that's really what's done it for me is close friends that I can just lean on when I need to. I mean, we really lean like on each other. Um, I, I did a lot of clubs my first semester and like clubs wasn't really it for me. Um, I, I think clubs work for a lot of people and I think clubs don't work for a lot of people. Um, and so I guess my point in this whole rant is that like <laughs> try a lot of things and one of them will work, um, but don't anticipate that they will all work. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Just try as many things as you can until you find stuff. Because I, I like tried reducing my credit load. I tried joining more clubs. I tried a bunch of different things. And the thing that um, really ended up pulling me out of a major funk I was having in fall of 2020 is in the winter. Um, well, for starters, I was taking a gap semester, so I was already pretty... <laughs> I was taking a lot of time to try to figure out everything that was going on. But I um, had a few friends and I was like, hey, want to just uh, drive to Indianapolis today? Want to just drive to Traverse City? And it and I end up thinking back to that and I think it was um, doing something like that. Like I've grown up in this area my whole life and going to college here, I kind of felt like, um, you know, I'm not moving out of like I'm not going out into the world and and becoming an adult and like going out and living my life in the same sort of way I think I would feel like if I went across country or something um and you know that did not feel very good um yeah. <laughs> obviously Paper towels. Yeah. um and I started to think okay what are the things that I really like what are the things that I you know, feel like would pull me out of this. And I just sat kind of alone for a really long time and thought about that. And eventually I came up with, I think I need to just like go on trips and get out of here and have something that's a little bit more self-reliant and kind of prove that I can do something like that. Um, and I just kind of happened to meet some people who were like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Um, and I went out there and I think that's like, obviously not everyone needs to go on like a, a day trip out in the middle of, you know, just like drive up to Traverse City. That's not gonna be helpful for everybody. But I think a, a really helpful exercise is, you know, if you're feeling stifled right now, if you're feeling kind of stuck where you are, um, take, a, take a while and think about like, what would you be doing, like ideally? Like what, would, what do you wanna be doing right now? And how can you find some time 
to go out and do that even if it seems like something that's like completely out there because I, I had never done anything like this where I just like left um, on my own or with just a small group of friends and gone out somewhere and it was it was just like a weird experience for me but it was hugely rewarding it's so many answers to this question but it's I don't know I think it's nice to note that there's not uh, a one solution thing. I, I could wear this so much better, but I, <laughs> I don't know. My brain kind of just shut off for a second. <laughs> it's coming back, though. Um, <laughs> um, but resources around campus. Uh, when, of course, like I said, Caps really helped me out. But um, I always said before quarantine happened, like I said, we did not know COVID was around the corner. Well, if you really looked at it, you could have saw that it was coming to, to us anyway. But I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to a lot of that <laughs> at the time. I don't think a lot of us were paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> we were all like, oh, that sounds, that sounds pretty bad. It'll be fine. And then all of a sudden it was hella not fine. Yeah. <laughs> it it might have been my fault. If any of you guys know Stevie, I made a bet mm-hmm. with Stevie a week before COVID shut down the school. I was like, I bet it's going to be shut down next week. <laughs> and I didn't even get to tell him I told you so because we weren't even <laughs> <laughs> I'm so introverted. COVID was actually like incredibly good for my mental health. And also weird. To that point, um, not that I'm introverted. I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle because it's. I'm like I love talking to people, but sometimes I'm definitely like to myself. Um, but I did a lot of healing over COVID, like uh, during quarantine, and it's like wow, I actually kind of did need this. But um, especially like coming into 2020, I was already in like a crazy headspace. Um, considering like everything that was happening in my life. Also, I didn't have a job, which was huh, another struggle. But um, I took some advice from the Opportunity Hub to actually go out here and make some friends and uh, find a group to get involved with. And I'm like, you know what? I go through the Chancellor Student Center every day. It's a great place. Um, let me just, you know, talk to some of the ambassadors in there and try to like make some friends. And it's a few, it was a few of them in there. They've all graduated now, except for one, um, who I was, uh, I used to like, always talk to when I was in there. And I'm like, after spring break, I'm about to really leverage on some of these friendships. <laughs> and it's like, shouldn't have waited, you know? <laughs> because it was like a week after spring break, so we had like, we left. Um, but I did a lot of healing over quarantine, but the hub coach who I talked to, she remembered me and she emailed me through quarantine and she's like, hey, so I know you were looking uh, on how to like get involved on campus. And one of my friends, she's the community partnerships manager at Optimax, and she gave me um, Katie's email. Who Shout out, Katie. Yes. We miss you. Love you. Okay. <laughs> and I applied to be a Transfer Bridge Fellow. Um, but before I did that, I emailed Katie, and Katie was super responsive. And like, not only it was like, it wasn't a generic response I got from Katie. One, it was like three paragraphs. And then two, it was like, all, it didn't feel like robot, robotic as a, like a response. She was like genuinely happy that I was like applying. It's like, oh my gosh, somebody wants me to do this. Um, <laughs> and then like every, from that moment, every moment I had in Optimize um, was just amazing. And I always said like Optimize is one of my like saving factors here at the university because when it gave me like a sense of like community, um, gave me some people like to talk to also. Um, I remember so many times during COVID, I would just get into random calls, mainly with Katie. Um, but like other people, um, I don't know, it's just already being on like class on your laptop every day, 
uh, Aquaman has always given me something like to look forward to. And then even like coming into the fall, um, and then it even actually evolved with the Transfer Student Center too, actually being back in person, like making some solid friends remotely that I actually came into having friends. I was like excited to come back to campus. And given that I was, like I said, I'm a commuter student and I drove eight hours a week just mm -hmm. back and forth just to, like to get to campus, every day I would get in my car and like, man, I don't want to go. And I think of, like, everything that was waiting for me at school. And I'm like, all right, you know what? This isn't that bad of a drive anyway. It's actually a terrible drive. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's all worth it in the end. Uh, I don't know, just keeping a good social group because um, once you figure out that you're really not in this by yourself, um, that you actually have people to, like, lean on and to vent to and just, like, I just... I don't know, just someone to like, to like, even like hang out with. Like, it doesn't feel like a forced friendship and it doesn't feel like someone's just talking to you because you're in their face. It's like, sometimes even people like ask for you, like, hey, where are you? I'm like, oh my gosh, people miss me already. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know, it made me feel loved. Um, but resources, uh, I would say, um, such as Optimize the Hub and uh, everyone in recruitment, it's just, I don't know, people just make me feel like I wanted to be here, so I wanted to be here. Yeah, I, I feel that a lot. I think a lot of us have had that experience, right? Mm -hmm. And as you were saying, maybe not every single thing you try is gonna work out, but if you try enough stuff, eventually something mm -hmm. will will be that sweet spot um, and you'll find, you'll find your people. And your people are looking for you too, you know? Right, um, that's and so, a big note. Yeah. Your people are also looking for you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Right, because we do miss you when you're gone, you know? <laughs> Elias left the house for a whole week because I had COVID the other day, and I was like, dang, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, don't have a friend anymore. But, you know, and, you know, then you were gone for a while, um, busy, you were, because you were crazy busy last semester. I, mean, I just, like, didn't hear from you for, like, off, two months. I drop off the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And just stuff like that. But but then, yeah, there's something to, to missing the people you're friends with and feeling missed, you know, feeling mm -hmm. like your your presence is appreciated. Um, there's there's people out there on campus who, who will do that for you. So um, on that note, before we go, I wanted to ask you all, what advice would you give to a student coming to UMich or who, someone who is already here and struggling to find that mental balance? Final words of wisdom. Um, I would say specifically on the coming to UMich side, um, take a long look at like, what your major is and what you're going to end up doing. I went into computer science because I didn't know that much and I was like, I enjoy this, you know, it's fun. Um, and at UMich, just doing your major takes up so much time that I almost immediately found myself stifled in a lot of the other areas of life that I just kind of wanted to explore a lot more of. Um, and that, like, I think that is one of the biggest contributors to just like tanking my mental health there for a really long time because there were all these new things that I wanted to try. You know, I'm in college, I wanna, this, this is the time in my life where I actually get to go out and, and explore all these new different things. And I felt like I had almost no time to do it. Um, so I like, I think if, if you're feeling like that um, and you are earlier into your uh, college trajectory than I am, or you have the ability to 
to actually think about changing major or, or adjusting some of that stuff, I think that's a huge deal, and I think it, um, I, I think it's something definitely to look into, and just generally finding struggling to find mental balance. Um, when you are in a negative mental state, it becomes really easy to think people don't want you to reach out, mm -hmm. um, and they probably like they. 100% of the time do. I can't even say probably. They 100% of the time do want you to reach out. And a lot of the time, they're also in the same position where they don't want to reach out to people because they have something going on in their head that's telling them um, that no one wants them to reach out. So I I think the, like the biggest part and that biggest first step to kind of get people out of that hole you kind of get stuck in when mental balance is like just not good anywhere um, is just to take that first step and and reach out to some people um, you know either that you know pretty well or you're pretty new with and start establishing a friendship because they they do want to hear from you preach it glad yeah. I don't have to follow Mike on that one <laughs> <laughs> it's so many things once again that I could say three things off the top of my head I've been even telling myself like this year it's like don't rush this process of trying to figure a certain thing but you just gotta sometimes yeah. trust the process rather than rush this process because everything is gonna come to at some point um as long as you're also working toward it um number two recognize the signs that you need a break from something or recognize the signs that you're exhausted and recognize the recognize the signs where you need not necessarily more of like a break but like self-care when you want to do something about it um, but also think about what can you do about it. Um, it's been so many times last semester where I'm just like so exhausted. And it's like, I want to take a break, but what can I do to take an effective break? Um, so it won't be detrimental to the other things um, that's like, that are happening in my life. Such as like classes, like, okay, I need to, I really want to take a break. But if I take a break right now, mm -hmm. what does that look like? And what effect will that have? on other things that are happening, but breaks are 100% necessary. It's been certain times where I took a break, but I felt completely behind on everything I was doing. But um, if I didn't take that break, my body would probably force me to take that break. And number three, I really had a number three, and I completely forgot it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was, I don't know, I feel like I was saving the best for last, too. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but uh, those are the... Uh, uh, my main pieces of advice. Yeah, um, there's a lot I could say about what the two of you have, have said. Um, you know, one of the big pressures that can happen here at the university is I feel like it feels like everyone else is a superstar mm -hmm. and you aren't. Um, I think that every single person I've ever met at the University of Michigan feels that way too. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's so weird. And, um, part of it is I think all of us do our best to present the best front that we can for, for what we're doing. You know, all of us are pretty proud of the work we do and, you know, we, we want to be doing, especially in this group, like we want to be doing what we want to do. Um, and it always feels like there's someone doing it better or doing it doing doing more than you do and you feel like you need to like keep up with that um and the reality of it is uh you don't and shouldn't um it i i think that 
I often feel this pressure to be like the perfect friend and the perfect academic and the perfect therapist. Like I'm not even trained to be a therapist. Why do I feel like I have this pressure on myself? Um, and and it, a lot of it is finding like that, that balance between those things. Um, for me, a lot of that balance now has been go, go do the things you like to do. I love to rock climb. Um, I went rock climbing yeah. before this. Um, I was I was gonna not. I was like, no, like I only have like it'll leave me only an hour in between. I'm so glad that I did because I think I would have been like so fried from the rest of my day that I wouldn't have been able to do this productively. Um, I wouldn't have been able to productively handle any of the like different things that I handle on a day to day, add variety to your life, do those things yeah. that you really love and find those things that you really love. If you don't really feel like there's something that gives you life and gives you energy. Um, you know, Mike was talking a lot about like that trip that he took, like, you know, that those things make a big difference. Um, break up the monotony. Yeah. Yeah. Breaks up the monotony of studying all day, every day. It can, it can feel so oppressive. Especially when you like the fucking schedule. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even more than that, in my experience, it just felt like something that was like on the back of my mind for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I kind of want to mention something about this, like after after you finish, but just Do the the rhetoric at this university around always moving forward, always going fast, always just like trying to keep up and compete with everybody. Mm -hmm. um, it makes it seem like you you shouldn't take that time for yourself or you feel guilty taking that time for yourself because you're slowing yourself down exactly. because you're you're setting yourself up to fail in this university it feels like with everyone but that is not the truth um and what i have found taking that time to slow down is even if i didn't slow down and take that time to do the things that i wanted to do even if i like you know i was like this i dropped out of college and i was the ceo of some company right now i would not be happy with that person without the amount of time that I've taken exploring the things that I like and becoming the person that I am today. Just just from living life, really. Um, you, you don't have to live life as fast as people make it seem here. And the parts of life that aren't academic. You know, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think that that's right. important to point that out. Skill like, isn't everything. It's yeah. literally not, you know, yourself. take a B, take a C, fail a class like I'm, I'm, <gasps> oh my god I, like it, it feels like wrong to say almost but like fail a class like who cares <laughs> who cares like genuinely no one will i failed a class my first semester of college and i got into michigan i failed two classes and dropped out of another one my first semester of college and i'm here like it's mm -hmm. totally fine you will be fine it's not going to ruin your life like you think it is um the only person putting that pressure there is you yeah that reminds me of my third piece of advice very short <laughs> oh, yes, we it, was, back. it was yeah, just saying Take it easy on yourself. You know, just <laughs> yeah. be nice to yourself at the end of the day. Because like Jake said, um, who cares? You're the only person really putting all this pressure on yourself. So um, take a take a break, take a breath, and just love yourself. And you can get through this. So that's all the time we have for today. If you like this episode, remember to check out our first episode about mental health, where Elias and I dive into our, our own stories. Big thanks, of course, to our guests today for being vulnerable, and we hope their words can help you know that you're not alone.
And we do have all the resources listed in the description for you all to check out. And as always, feel free to visit the Optimize office in the LSA building. That is where this yeah. episode is being recorded yeah. right now. You could be studying right here, feeling like a boss. I'm telling you, every time I sit at this table, I'm like, yeah, I'm a professional. This is a table table. three feet off the ground. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so please come to the Optimize office. And if meeting cool Optimize people isn't already a draw for you, we have free snacks and coffee and plenty of great study spots we would love to see you here so thank you for listening and be well